Hi, it's Jacqueline Kitzman, and this is the um, return of the Awaken Tarot podcast after a brief January break. For those who don't follow me on Instagram, um, you may not know that I did take a break and chose to for a lot of reasons, but one of the reasons was that the internet just became like kind of like a not so great place. And then I was very available and I felt very vulnerable and my mental health needed a break. It turns out that when like thousands of people send you like insult you on the internet and then send you death threats, you just don't want to be on the internet anymore. Um, So I took a little break and it ended up being good for it ended up just being really good for me to get kind of back into the mindset of what I want for this podcast and how I want to view this podcast rather than it being like something I have to do or something that like I'm contracted to do because like I just do this for for fun, but it stopped feeling fun. It started to feel very heavy. And now I'm feeling like I was so excited to sit down and record the podcast today. So I'm really sorry, um, but I also very much needed it. Of course, last weekend, I was supposed to go out of town to see a musical, and that was the reason I wasn't going to record the podcast. But instead, we all got COVID. Um, So if you hear my voice start to sound kind of brittle, or I'm coughing, or I sound like stuffed up, it's because we're all three of us recovering from COVID. It was no bueno. It was no fun. Highly, 10 out of 10, do not recommend getting. Wear your masks friendos. This is now for the part of the podcast that two people decided to leave me reviews about because they hate it. It's the current events section, or as they lovingly refer to it, my political section. Um, You know, it is what it is. There is a lot going on. It turns out that a lot happens when you take a three-week break. So let me try to make this both concise, but also I want to be very purposeful with what I'm saying, okay? There is still a war in Ukraine. That's a very sad and terrible thing that is happening. There is still a revolution happening in Iran. People are being um, executed for protesting, for being murdered in the streets, for simply not wearing hijabs. People are putting their lives on the line every day, specifically youths in Iran, to try to make Iran a better place for them. Uh, And it's always worth seeking out those voices, listening to those voices, and uplifting those voices here in America, we've had a lot of shit happening as well. So I want to, I'm going to, there are two things. So let's start with what's happening in America with the trans, anti-trans legislation that's happening. Specifically in Tennessee, this is occurring. It's some incredibly harsh anti-transgender laws in regards to detransitioning anybody under the age of 18 and then essentially arresting or um, charging parents of transgender children for for child abuse, taking their children away from them. Um, This is not some unique original law. This is, we've talked about this happening in places like Arizona. We've talked about it happening. There are laws like this trying to be passed in Missouri, in Oklahoma. And I highly encourage you to look up where these laws are taking place. Contact your representatives and tell them they can fuck right off if they're thinking about passing legislation like this. This is going to be very hard, but you can also research, figure out what's going on in your state, figuring out how you can help listen to people in the trans community who are asking for help and telling us how we can help. And also just like pay attention to it because this is these laws will kill people. Having access to gender affirming care is life saving. 
for whatever reasons the GOP and the Republicans have chosen to make trans legislation, anti-trans legislation, kind of the pinnacle of the 2024 election season is fucking awful. It's just a very loud talking point that the Republicans feel they can get people to rally against in the same way that they, they have used abortion in the past. The Republicans and the GOP know that they are losing popularity, so they're picking these religious and controversial things to kind of like hang their hats on to help guarantee them a win. We see this in the in Trump's speech that he just recently gave where he posted this and he went on this long, horrible rant about teaching critical race theory in schools, which we should absolutely be doing. I mean, he talked about getting rid of woke ideology, just these trigger words, right? When you take away access for people to be able to read and educate themselves and you and you decide what they have access to, that's fucking scary. And these are the whole state of Florida is going through this. And it's not just Florida that's trying to do this. Anti-trans laws and these legislation and these bills that the Republicans and the GOP are trying to push are harmful and they are going to kill people because, again, not having access to gender affirming care. It's a trauma. It's abusive. Donate money where you can pay attention, because when we stop paying attention, we lose our rights. We lose our rights. It's as simple as that when we stop paying attention. All of that being said, let's now focus on talking about the absolutely devastating murder of Tyree Nichols. Tyree Nichols was a 29-year-old Black man who lived in Memphis, Tennessee, who was brutally murdered by the Memphis police. Five people have been charged with his murder um, they have been charged with second degree murder for beating Tyree to death. Um, they were part of a Scorpion unit in the Memphis police station, a group that has since been disbanded. They released the footage. I don't recommend watching it. I did not watch it, but I did read a transcript of what happened. Um, I don't think, and, and people are asking us not to watch the video. They're asking us to remember Tyree for what he loved, which was skateboarding and photography. Um, he was a dad. He was a beloved member of his family. They said that he was driving erratically, um, but there's no proof to substantiate that. It just is a very heartbreaking thing, and it is another example of a black man being murdered by police. If you can sit there and you think to yourself that there's not a problem, then you are wrong. We need to be aware and we need to mourn the death of Tyree Nichols and try and vote to get police reform, vote. Um, advocate, donate to GoFundMe's to Tyree's family, um, say his name, talk about it. Don't avoid it because it's too hard and too ugly and too awful. Like, look at it and see it and really understand what the fuck happened here because it is absolutely awful what happened to Tyree Nichols. There have also been several mass shootings, specifically in California. Um, this happened right around Lunar New Year. Guns are also a problem. And I know that this current event section is so long, but I took three weeks off and I wasn't just going to hop back on here and not talk about these things. Because again, and I've said this a thousand times, but you will not be able to effectively read tarot for yourself or for others. And at the core of this podcast, it is a tarot education podcast. Okay. Um, I think that that's really important. I've put a lot of time and thought into what do I want from this podcast? This podcast is to teach tarot. Collective energy is a huge part, a huge part of tarot and reading tarot for yourself and for others. 
And if you do not know what is going on in the world, if you do not know the plight of other people who live in this world and you're reading for other people and you don't know about all of the things that our energy is being affected by or what they're being affected by, then you are not going to do a very good job at reading tarot for yourself or for others. So if the only thing you care about is deepening your intuition and you're listening to this podcast and you're like, Jacqueline, I don't care about any of this stuff. Like, yeah, it's sad, but it doesn't affect me. Then I want you to know that this is a tarot education podcast. I'm doing my best to teach you tarot. Tarot is a reflection of humanity. And these things that we talk about at the beginning of this podcast are vital to millions upon millions of people. And if you think that you, you want to deepen your intuition, you want to deepen your empathy, you want to use tarot as a tool for divination or to, you know, you want to read tarot for others and even make it your own business. Well, I'm telling you right now that if you don't pay attention, if you don't find a way to care, then it is not that you're not going to do, you're not going to be able to read tarot for yourself or others as efficiently as you want to. You're going to meet block after block. Um, because again, tarot is a tool given to us by a lot of, by a higher power that wants us to love others and empathize with others and connect to others and use the collective energy to help inform our intuition. And if you can listen to the beginning of this podcast and all you feel is annoyance or you're pissed about it, please understand that this is a tarot education podcast. And therefore, if I'm going to teach it, I'm going to tell you what's going on in the world. Otherwise, you're not going to be a very efficient reader. And that's not the only reason I teach the current events. Um, it's also because I fucking, I really truly fucking care. And I think you should care about it too. And I have a tiny platform. This is a very small platform, but it would be irresponsible of me to teach something like tarot, which is a reflection of humanity, and then not also talk about what's going on in humanity to humans. So yeah, um, that was the current event section of this podcast. I'm sorry that it was heavy. I was gone for three weeks, so we had a lot to talk about. Okay. The card we are going to talk about this week is the Page of Wands. This is our last page. When we teach court cards, we are looking at two elements because the each of the court cards, the Page, the Knight, the Queen, the Queen and the King, each represent a specific element. Pages represent Earth. Um, and then, of course, each of the four suits represent an element, Wands being fire. So when we're looking at the Page of Wands, we're looking at uh, Earth and we're looking at Earth and fire. <laughs> One of the things that I like to teach, and I've gotten away from stating this on the podcast and I want to bring it back in, because when we look at the court cards, we're looking at different ways we can use the ace. We have reached a state of mastery, one through ten, and then by the time we get to the court cards, we are talking about different ways we can use the aces. In the suit of wands specifically, one of the ways that I teach it is by telling people to look at what the people in the suit of wands are using the wands for. Because the wands is a suit of action. Wands is a suit of creativity and passion and lust and big, passionate, angry emotions and fierce emotions. And, you know, the suit of wands is kind of us acting on our primal human instincts as well. And it's also kind of this aspect of doing. Um, So when we talk about things like in the Page of Wands, where we're talking about the court cards, which is what we do with the ace in the suit, where we're actively like doing things. We're not thinking about doing things. We're doing the things. Um, I think that that's very important. So in the Page of Wands, 
you have a person. Um, they're in a desert area, like very much looks like kind of like this red clay, like sandish stuff. There's mountains. It's very arid. Kind of the entirety of the suit of wands talks it, like it takes place in a very arid desert like um, landscape. So you've got the page. They're dressed very nicely. Um, they've got these green boots, these orange leggings, kind of a yellow like shirt bl- blouse that's got little salamanders on it. Their cloak is green. They've got a hat with like a little feather up in it. And they are very proudly holding up this wand. The wand is not a walking stick here. Um, They're holding the Ace of Wands and they are looking at it almost affectionately, almost kind of like, okay, I'm making my mark here. Almost kind of like they're implanting a flag in the ground. This idea of like, this is my stance. This is where I'm going to place my my flag. This is what I stand for. Okay. A lot of times when you pull pages, they'll say, oh, like, um, uh, I think a very traditional reading for pages or for court cards is that they are other people in your life. I like to teach tarot is always internal first and therefore um, kind of like looking at the pages as kind of this more youthful and fun and new way of using something kind of like a very innovative energy. So in the page of wands here, we have somebody who is planting their wand in the ground and they're saying this, this is where I'm going to create my, my ideas, my passions. This is where I'm going to, this is where I'm saying like, okay, I own this place right here. What the fuck am I going to do with it? What can I create here? What can I make here? Um, kind of like finding your own. It's like when you're a kid and you find the perfect tree for your perfect for your tree house, right? So you go up and you you say, this is my tree. And you're looking at it with possibility. This person, the page here is looking at this with possibility. They are trying to figure out how to make their passions real. That is the energy of the page of wands. How can you make your imagination? How can you turn your passion into something that is real. It's this time for you to be creative and full of possibility and innovative. And how am I going to decorate the place? What will it look like? How will I feel when I'm here? What will I do with all of this? It's kind of giving you this chance to look at something with a whole new light, if you will. Um, Seeing it with new eyes, young eyes, um, young is maybe not a word, but like um, eyes that don't have all of the... uh, negative aspects of things, kind of like washing away the, oh, if I do this, you know, um, somebody said, somebody at one point said to me that I didn't look good in orange. So, you know, maybe I'll never wear, no, this is a chance for you to be like, you know what? Fuck that person. I want to wear orange. Uh, and you know what? I see, uh, I'm going to style it this way. So I'm going to get this orange dress and I'm going to get these white boots and I'm going to I can see the outfit now that was a very um very baseline kind of idea of the page of wands there but essentially the idea of the page of wands is that you are putting your flag in and you're saying I claim this I claim it and I have ideas and I have good ideas and even if they're not good we're going to figure it out together because I have ideas and I'm so excited to have ideas Um, You know, like a really like kind of like personal example is coming back into this podcast. I was feeling really burnt out, was feeling really like I keep doing this thing. And like, I don't even know. I just feel like I keep getting yelled at because I talk about current events. I don't even feel like anybody's listening to what I have to say about the cards. I think they just want to yell at me about 
being informed about the world. I'm, I'm, I'm unexcited. I'm, I'm just scared. I feel very vulnerable every time I post an episode because nobody seems to want to talk about the tarot. They just want to talk about all of the things that they find annoying about me. And I took a break and now I'm coming back and you're like, I fucking love tarot. I want to talk about it. I want to teach it. I want to plant my wand here and say, you know what? I'm owning it. I'm owning it that this is how I teach tarot. And if you don't like it, then I'm, my, I'm not your teacher. I'm not, I'm not the teacher for you. And I'm excited again about it. And that's a very personal example of the page of wands, right? So if you pull this in a relationship reading, this may be an encouragement of like, how do you reinvigorate things? How do you make things feel novel and new again? Go to a new restaurant. Go, each of you go by and help each other pick out a fun outfit for a date and go do a photo shoot. Do something you've never done before and let yourselves feel silly about it. Let yourselves feel new and silly buy a game that has talking points. It's like, okay, like we're going to relearn each other. We're going to relearn what we like rather than throwing away everything. Look at it with new eyes. Don't throw it out. Make it new. Make it fun again. It can talk about if you pull this in a, um, if you pull this in a reading for your career, it's just, it could be saying something like, okay, like maybe you are ready for something new, or maybe you're ready for new responsibilities. If you're not quite ready to leave your job yet, how can you you know, how can you take on something new and maybe potentially get a raise for doing that and make your position something that makes it feel like you're do, doing something at work worthwhile again? Or maybe it is an encouragement of like, OK, it's time to start. A, it's time to start a new job. Do something entry level. If you have the ability, do it. Do something fucking new that you've never done before, something that you love to do. Um Life is going to be a very strange mixture of earth doing things we have to do for our physical world and balancing that with what we want for ourselves. And I think that the page of wands really kind of gives us this opportunity and it carries this energy with it of, hey, like, how do we make it new? How do we make it fun again? Because life is not supposed to be you wake up, you work a job you hate, you come home, you do your dishes you go to sleep, you do it again, and then you spend your entire weekend just trying to recuperate from the burnout. How do you make that fire burn for fun? How do you make it fireworks instead of gasoline just pushing you forward? How do you make it um, fun scented candles instead of torches specifically only so you can see? Like the the idea of the Page of Wands is to take something and make it innovative again. We are in a really interesting stage of life that I think the Page of Wands really shows us and shows up for it, which is like we're in end stage capitalism. And it's very hard to actually care about pretty much anything, because if you're a millennial or you're in Gen Z right now, as you approach adulthood, you're kind of looking at the fact that like you're paying all of this money in taxes for social for Social Security, which you're supposed to see back when you're, you know, at retirement age. We're not going to see that. Can you buy a house? Nope, can't buy a house. You can pay seventeen, eighteen hundred dollars a month in rent, but you can't buy a house. Um, everything it's really easy for everything to feel just like you're working your ass off and you're not going to see any of it back. But this also is a really good time to spark innovation because it's the millennials, it's the millennial adults and the Gen Z who are going to be elected, who are going to be put in office, and who are going to be changing things and being idealistic. If this is the age of Aquarius, this is the time for the Page of Wands to really shine for pages in general to sign to shine because it's an opportunity for us to be innovative and be young and be new and not hang our hats off of things that have always been it's time to change things and i think that the pages really show up for us in that way specifically the page of wands is like you've got this fire what can you do with it claim it what can you do with this fire 
it's a Promethean energy. I talk a lot about on the Page of Wands, it's kind of this Prometheus of being the fire bringer or accepting fire from somebody else. Like, okay, let's bring, let's go bring this fire and start a civilization and start something and bring and do all of the things that you can do with fire and innovate it. You can forge tools. You can cook new foods. You can see places you weren't able to see because it was too dark. You can warm up homes. You can burn down things that no longer serve you. You can, you can burn soil to make it fertile again. There are so many things that we can do if we have that innovative outlook and, and we can anchor that in, in, in pentacles in earth, which is what the page represents, right? So it's a really great, a really great time when we pull the page of wands for ourselves because yes, we feel burnt out because yes, things are old and hard, but this is a chance for us to look at it with new eyes and youthful eyes and innovative eyes. And now what can we do with that fire? So I really like the page of wands energy. And I like that it was kind of the last page that we talk about, specifically when you talk about taking your burnout and then using that fire in the way that Prometheus did to bring it somewhere else and start something new. Um, so I really love that energy. But as we all know, this is the part of the podcast where I scream more about current events and piss off a whole bunch of people. It's not. You're also lucky. It is the reverse moon. It is the way it's the collective reading where we will be. <laughs> I'm not with it. I've not done this in three weeks. Um, it's the reverse moon. This is the energy that we will be really cultivating for the next coming week here. Um, the moon is a really interesting energy. And I think for people, it's very confusing because it talks a lot about um, and you look up the traditional meaning, it's like illusions and dreams and the subconscious and like, yeah, all of that. Yes. But also the moon is an energy that calls every single one of us to it. We are all affected by the moon. So we are all affected by things that are happening. I think this is a really good chance for us to really go into our bodies and feel things, feel them, relearn how to feel. So like when you are presented with an opportunity, like, hey, do you want to go out and get drinks tonight? Go into your body. Do you feel like you want to like dress up and go out and spend money and get drinks? Because if so, hell yeah, fucking do it. Do you feel like maybe your body would like to do a self-care night and drink a couple glasses of wine at home and watch a movie instead? Do that. Do that. Actually go into your body and ask yourself what you feel. What do you feel? How does that affect what you want? Do you feel good? Do you feel rested? Do you feel energized? What phase of the moon are you in? Are you in like a waxing moon? where you feel like you've got this energy gaining and energy to spare? Do you feel like a full moon where you want to be out and about? Do you feel like a new moon where you want to be in and you want to be home and you want to be cozy? Do you feel your energy waning so you need to take care of yourself to do that? Consider yourself. Consider how you feel this coming week because so often we make choices based off of what will serve other people. Here's a really good example. My um, one of my very best friends, more like a like twin soulmate type thing than a than friend. She and I are reading the same author, the same kind of like series of books. And she told she just finished the last series and the last book written by this author. And she was like, I really should read something new, but I really just want to reread this series again. And I said, you know, 
you feel like you should read something new because that is what is acceptable and that's what you feel um, is appropriate. But what you want is to reread a series that made you feel good. I say you should just reread it because there's no point in keeping joy from ourselves like that. Why do we like not let ourselves experience the joy that we want? Because we just feel like we should be doing something different and there's no real reason. So let that story kind of resonate with you is kind of the lesson of the moon this coming week, which is if you want to do something, stop denying yourself the joy of doing it because you feel like you should be doing something more appropriate that nobody, nobody like who's going to come and tell my friend that she can only read new series and can't reread books that she loves, even if she just finished the series. Nobody. Why keep joy from yourself? Fucking do it. I say, yeah, reread the series. Um, Let that metaphor kind of stick with you. Okay. Um, as we all know, I've been doing this podcast for several years and I don't really know how to end it. Oh, Gabe gets to end it. I don't have to end it at all. Take it away, Gabe. It's stars and shit. Um, if you like this podcast, consider rating, um, subscribing or reviewing. Um, if you're going to review and just tell me that you don't like my current events, please, you know what? I take those one stars as five stars at this point in my life. But yeah, it helps get the podcast out to people who um, could hear it. It's super helpful. It's the best and easiest way to help the podcast. Um, there's also a Patreon. While I was gone for three weeks taking a little break, Patreon was being updated with all of its content like normal. So if I ever need to take a break again, um, please feel free to check out our Patreon. Um, it does some pretty cool things. I don't really ever talk about it. I don't want people to feel like I'm pushing Patreon on you because I'm not, but I did continue to update Patreon and work with Patreon um, even though I was taking a break. So um, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Gabe, it's your turn. Is that what you're going to call it though? Is that what you're going to call it? Do I get to name it? Stars and shit. Hey everybody, welcome to Stars and Shit, your monthly dose of astrology with Gabe. Just have to thank my wife Jacqueline for letting me come on and spill some of this on you. Um, since this is a tarot podcast, I'm just going to touch on a couple transits for the month of February and then give some ideas for readings that you can do based on the planets and symbolic energies of the month. Also, I hope you like the new name aptly named in the last episode and the new intro music. Um, that was kind of on the fly uh, last month just because Jackie was kind of making fun of it. And so I had to exploit it a little bit. So I hope you dig it. So what's going on? The first thing is the full moon in Leo, which is actually happening today. This was recorded on Sunday, so which will be um, yesterday for those of you listening because we will put this out on Monday. And with this full moon in Leo is a square to Uranus. The sun is squaring Uranus, which means that the moon is also squaring Uranus because um, a full moon, as some of you may know, is a sun and moon opposition. Um, that came through at 1229 today, almost exactly when Jackie was recording her part of the podcast, which I will be circling back to in just a minute. But first, with this Leo full moon, um, it could be highlighting some desires, goals, uh, perhaps some ego, and um, some breakthroughs. Uh, the sun is also square to Uranus, which is the planet of pushing on and breaking boundaries. You could be working on a specific breakthrough, maybe within or in spite 
of a collective breakthrough? Maybe you're discovering that your ideas strongly line up with those of a certain group, um, maybe your family or society as a whole, or maybe you're discovering that they are maybe not what you thought they were. You could be declaring yourself in some sort of way. Um, e either way, it could be heavy, shocking, or even exciting. Um, and I thought that groundbreaking is a, is a good word for this full moon transit, and um, just to pile on in the, sp in the spirit of this podcast and accessibility of examples, um, this could be forming right now as you're listening to this podcast and that you may agree or disagree with Jacqueline about the current events section. Um, it's no joke that part of the reason that she took a break was because of some, some people who disagreed. And um, if you've made it this far, you obviously have, at the very least, tolerated it. But let me help just demonstrate how actually tapped in she is. She, like I said before, she doesn't know what I'm going to say in my section. I do a lot of planning, and I kind of I want to listen to what she has to say before I say what I'm going to say. But she doesn't know the astrology that I've planned to talk about. Um, I'm not even totally sure that she knows that she recorded her part during, during the actual minute that the full moon perfected, or maybe even that it's today. And um, the reverse moon was the collective reading card, which, you know, a full moon is an opposition. So I, I just thought that was very on point. But also, um, if you were kind of making a connection between what the full moon was accentuating in um, where you line up or declaring yourself. Um, I wrote all of that down long before this episode even happened. And as you noticed, she was right on the money in the way that she was speaking about her, uh, her dedication and loyalty to giving you guys a current events section and the reasons for it. I, I just wanted to come on and say that if it's not for you, it's not for you. For those of you that have stuck around this far, this far, obviously you're you're listening still. So I will just say that she's giving you her secret. If any of you have ever had a reading from her before, um, a if you have not, I would recommend it. If you if you have though, then you know that there's something there that she's got a gift, and part of it is the dedication and loyalty and strength that she has to continually empathize on a collective level, but also with an individual. And the same care that she puts into making the making the podcast is exactly what she's going to do for your reading. And if you want to read like her, then you'll hear her. So so moving on, of course she's my wife and I have a bias, so take that into account. But a couple good questions for your tarot poll would be in what area of life Am I experiencing changes in perspective? How am I in alignment? How am I not in alignment? And then maybe one more card if you want about actions to take. Just reminding that if you want to leave a comment or send a message, we read everything and would love to hear, hear what you pulled. So moving on to the last transit that I have for the month, I have Venus conjunction with Neptune in Pisces with the Sun conjunct Saturn, and that is happening um, the 15th and the 16th of this month. 
Um, these are two fairly big transits that only happen roughly once yearly, and also happening as Saturn is about to change signs, which only happens every two and a half to three years, which means Saturn is completing a big cycle, and this is kind of the bitter end of it. Um, think of it as like a symbolic death of Saturn. Um, if you're into mythology, it's like Zeus versus Kronos. Saturn has been in Capricorn and Aquarius, which are both Saturn-ruled signs for the last five plus years, uh, basically throughout the entire pandemic and the last two U.S. presidencies, um, and is about to enter a Jupiter-ruled sign. And Pisces is usually a little more gentle and generous um, in the methodology, so there's an argument that things could be a little bit easier. That's not really Saturn's style, but I guess we'll see. Um, the next one, Venus conjunct Neptune and Pisces, is something like a last glimpse of the old and idealizing the new, as Saturn is about to enter that sign. Um, so they're conjunct in the sign that Saturn is moving to. A good metaphor that I thought of about this is like um, when someone very old is dying and and they feel it coming, they start to see things, kind of like a like a natural, fantastical escapism that our body gives us to help us like gently into the next phase of life or death. So it might be so it might be okay to lean into this energy, basically. it's it's a kind energy. Um, so in, enjoy art your dreams, fantasy, fantasy movies and books and make stuff and and be creative during this during this transit again around the 15th and 16th. Um, one more ideal that I wanted to bring to the front that I've actually heard mentioned like two or three times on podcasts and probably on TikTok or Instagram reels whatever I'm digging into is this concept of the curse of knowledge. Um, and I wanted to share it in relation in relation to the Sun-Saturn conjunction. Um, the curse of knowledge is when an individual has a cognitive bias and assumes whomever they are communicating with has the same background of information and context as they do. That's like the dictionary definition. Um, but basically, like, you don't know what you don't know, and you know what you know, and other people might not know those things. Or think of it like two people standing in different places looking into the same mirror on the wall. Um, they aren't going to see the same thing in the reflection. They're going to see different parts of the room. Symbolically, I think this combination of planets and transits maybe wants us to try to acknowledge this and imagine like a new way to merge, a new way to communicate with the person who doesn't see eye to eye. Then maybe Saturn in Pisces is where we implement what we imagine. Um, so for so for actions to take, um, you may find yourself ruminating on the future for yourself or your family, or your work or your hobbies, or maybe maybe do some so maybe do some visualizing and manifesting. Um, what hurdles do you want to get over? What boundaries do you want to set? What are some goals and accomplishments that you that are on your horizon? Where do you want to be in like the next one to three years while Saturn is in Pisces? Um, so this is a good time to think about that. So I don't really have a reading for this, but sometimes I like to pull cards just to help me clarify what I really need and not just what I want. 
Um, so that would just be my my advice with this transit. It's pretty big. I'm not sure that you can do it all in one reading. I feel like this is something that if you just keep in mind as it's happening, then um, hopefully some spark of enlightenment will hit you at some point. So that's what I've got. Thanks for listening. Please rate and subscribe. Leave a comment about any polls um, or any cards that you pull in regards to these transits. We'd love to hear them. Take care out there.